All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Coming in Hot. Brent Wallace alongside uh, real estate mogul Bobby Ryan and Jason York, who is the seventh highest scoring Ottawa Senator defenseman of all time. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Top seven. <laughs> well, I think I played a few more games than some guys that maybe are going to catch me pretty soon. <laughs> uh, who? No, nobody's close to you. Artem Zub has 54 points. He's tied for 23rd. You Zubinator. have... 124. I'm sorry, you're the sixth highest scoring defenseman of all time. Uh, 124 points, 99 Man. assists. Now he's in the all time lineup. I wish I had known that when I drafted my team, I would have found a way to get you. Oh, Bob, in the room, in the room, not many better, man. Not many better. <laughs> <laughs> if there was only a way for you to look it up, Bob, somehow, right? <laughs> yeah. oh, Give me this website at some point. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, we're going to get right to it today. Uh, lots to chat about. The Senators will play the Carolina Hurricanes in uh, four hours from now. Um, but uh, let's get to the David Perron suspension, uh, shall we? First off, as he got six games, his agent, not very happy. Uh, Alan Walsh, never one to shy away from uh, controversial topics, um, had this to say. There have been other incidents of players violently cross-checking opposing players in the face, teeth flying, concussion, blood gushing, two or three games. Here there was no injury. The concussion spotter didn't even remove the player from the game. The violent gentleman, that is George Peros, is a joke. 
Um, <laughs> Did he actually write that last part? This I that is his tweet. Wow. That's his tweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he went on to post other incidents throughout, saying, "How can this only be this and this be six? And how David Perron has never been suspended in eleven hundred games." My only issue uh, with this and what he had to say was, if you watch the video of them break down the suspension from the league, it yeah. clearly states that Artem Zub was an unsuspecting participant. If the two of them had already been engaged, there's no way it would be six games. It'd be two or three. But because Artem Zub is standing there going, hey, we could use some medical help here. Why don't you <laughs> eat this stick? That gave him six games. Do you think that's what Zub did? Because English isn't great. I, I, I would have loved to hear with the broken <laughs> accent what was coming out of his Yet. <laughs> Yet. Come, come. <laughs> Very hurt. Very hurt. The bang, cross-check right in the head. <laughs> just They all just... know one international language. It would have been, holy fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a little shell-shocked, but I, I don't know what the... I don't know. Six games seems a little much, but... Really? When you make... When you get the call, right, it's automatically five. I think they can reduce it if they, they can. determine the call went really well, I guess. But do they ever? So once you once you offer like like five for for me was fine. That extra game is like why? Um, I, I don't know. Were, were you expecting ten, Wally? Like you said, no, really? no, no. Yeah. I don't. I would. I wouldn't have had an issue with five. Six is good. But my problem is one. It's inconsistent. But that's because every play is different. Like yeah. the, uh, the Austin Watson is different than this is that. So they're all different. So that makes it tough for people to go, well, how do you get this for this and that for that? Well, mm -hmm. because there's different variables in all of them. But the one issue I have is if you are really, really serious about headshots, if mm -hmm. you're really serious about taking this stuff out of the game, then th the suspensions need to be longer. But on the other side, nobody, no fan pays to watch players get suspended. So they want players on the ice. So that's the problem of having to judge how many games each player should get. I still think if you're serious about it, because that's just a violent act to me, that gets, that's more. But I, I have no problem with the six games as it stands. Look, I tell you, no, what, was it, what was the total value? It was about $160,000 he's going to lose? Wasn't it 148 I wanted to say? It's okay, 148 around there. But I know guys make a lot of money, but nobody likes to lose 150 grand <laughs> yeah. so people think it's not enough or whatever even if it's 100 grand even if it's 50 grand go back to what it used to be what was the maximum suspension before was it five grand the, no was, but you get five grand without a that's still in play by the way there yeah. is a still five grand yeah suspension. yeah but remember when that's what it used to be like you didn't have this when guys are getting like that's a lot of money so it's, it's a lot of money the only thing i'll say don't do dumb is, shit <laughs> this is the only thing I'll, I'll I might say a few more other things. I think the fact he's played so long in the NHL and has never been suspended, I, I get, I get that part of it, and I'm a, I'm a little surprised at six games. It's a lot. It's a lot. I, uh, you know, I I know George obviously, and I've been around when he's in the past had those phone calls, um, and not sat in on him obviously like that, but I know the process that he invokes sometimes. And you said what you like the perfect thing. Well, I ever, you can't, you can't ask for consistency because every play is so dramatically different. Yeah. And you bring in the fact that the player has not been suspended for 1100 games. So this is a one-off that's got something to do with it. History. Whether remember, remember when we were like all the, all the history gets washed when we start this over and guys were like, mm -hmm. 
Like, yes. <laughs> but, um, there's <laughs> other guys that have never committed an infraction like that where they are going to get the benefit of the doubt. David Prong gets that being a clean player for 1,100 yeah. games. Uh, I don't know how much that weighs on George and the guys when he's making a decision, but I know that for a fact that that is something that crosses sure. his mind and it has mm -hmm. to. So six games to me is fair. I would have been just fine with five. Yeah. Like, yeah. I miss him. I would have been, been fine with four. <laughs> like, but again, like I'll, I'll brought up what I said yesterday. It's really the only major sport where it's okay to do stuff after the whistle. You, you're, you're, you're expected to do stuff after the whistle. Like I'm sticking up for my teammate. I was hit. So I have to go after the whistle now and avenge myself. Like, it's just that there's no other sport. That's like, Oh, I guess baseball you can, after guys get bean, you can, you can, but they've clamped down a lot on that. But it's almost, to me, it's almost like you could say, if you do, if you do any kind of thing after the whistle, any stick infraction, it's just, you're getting five games. doesn't matter what it is. If you go cross check a guy and whether you graze him in the head or you hit him in the chest, whatever, you're getting X amount of games. That's if you really want to get rid of stuff, just make a black and white and you're not getting, you're not guessing. But Yorkie, that's the problem. They don't want players not on the ice. People buy tickets to see people I'm, play. I'm telling you right now, if, if you make things black and white, like it is in the NFL, it'll go away. Guys don't want to lose money. I'm telling you, like if guys know, if you know, as a league, if you do something after the whistle or you're getting whatever, five games, automatic, automatic, it'll stop. I guarantee it'll stop. Uh, well, okay. So, and it's come up in the chat and I meant to talk about this yesterday and that's the Jacob Truber one. So here's where it drives people crazy. Oh Yeah. And I do understand, again, it goes back to if you're engaged with the player or not. But Jacob Truba just, I, I know, I guess he's falling back and he two hands the guy across the top of the head. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there was even a fine. Um, no. I, I don't know that, that one to me, I never, that's at least to me a game. You, yeah. I could, I could go either way on that, but I watched that play a ton too. And I, he, he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. Because of his past, right? <laughs> but that was incidental. He's yeah. he's thrown borderline yeah. hits when guys have their heads down. He's never two-handed a guy, right? Yeah. He's never. I know, he's and never, I understand, but just yeah. because you never have, well, I never shot a guy, but I happened to this time. Like, <laughs> like my All point right. is, All right. is, is you have to, off the rails. The the rule is you have to be in control of your stick. So if you accidentally mm -hmm. clip a guy and you cut him, it's four minutes. Like mm -hmm. there's, so you have to be, in, you could be falling back and still not be able to two hand a guy across the head. I think again, you can stop that, but, but again, I haven't again, played it. But again, Wally, it's a different set of rules after the whistle. <laughs> like everything between the whistles, you're automatically cut. You automatically get this, but after the, nobody knows it's, it's just, how many punches? How many times can you punch a guy in the head before the ref gives you a penalty? Are you allowed to spear him? Can you spear him this hard or not that hard? Like what's it's it's crazy when you're when you really think about what you can do in hockey after the whistle. Like you can if you if you accidentally hit a guy in in a play, and you you, you could get a head check penalty. But after the whistle, I can punch a guy in the head. Like think about that for a sec. Mm -hmm. 
Well, like during during get... the during the play, if I went into the corner and I punch a guy in the head, <laughs> I'm getting five. But after the whistle, when I'm in front of in, in a scrum, I can give him a punch in the head. He'll punch me back, and then we'll get Quincy Myers. Yeah, like it's it doesn't make any sense. I just want to draw the comparisons to the or put. I don't want to draw comparisons. I want to put comparisons to the bed between the Trubin incident and this one because yes. Trubin was clearly engaged with the player and got a stick up. Um, you know what? If Frederick had even bled, maybe it would have been a four minutes, but he did not, and they moved on. Peron Peron skated around an unconscious player and cross checked somebody in the neck or the head, whatever you want to no, call it. Head, yeah. So there's malicious intent, whereas. I don't give Trooper the benefit of the doubt. I think he throws some hits that every single night you're like, dude, like, what are you doing? But that being said, I don't think there was any malicious intent. He didn't control a stick. So there is that argument, but you cannot compare these two incidences, not even close. No. no and I, and I agree with you. My, all my point is, is I don't understand how Jacob Truba and I, he got a $5,000 fine. Thank you for telling me in the chat. I couldn't remember. Um, I just, I don't understand how you can club a guy like a baby seal and not get a suspension because <laughs> he had two hands on a stick and he didn't mean to. <laughs> but can we, guys, can we all agree though? Any team that has one of their best players, or not even your best player, lying on the ground, everyone's expecting someone to do something. Absolutely, right away you got to get in there. It's like, okay, what am I doing here? What 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 form of vigilante justice am I going to serve on this? Okay, today I'm going to go with the cross check. Shit, I got him too high. I'm getting suspended. It's like, it's like, wow, he's he just leaps at I, him. Yeah, Perot's just not good at it. Some guys are better at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like, try harder, like, David. <laughs> like he's just, he's not very good at, at taking care of business after the whistle. And now he's getting suspended for it. Like other, yeah. like you, you got to go in and get a clean punch to the head tackle guy turtles continue to punch to the head then you won't get suspended yes and so eric branson uh got one game got one game one game but again again, (laughs) it comes back to uh, and it plays a huge factor in this yorkie and i don't want you to miss this if they're in actively engaged then it's not as unsuspecting okay was the guy was the guy engaged i understand he turtles and he puns i understand he punches (laughs) the hell out of him <laughs> but under the rules, or there are no rules after the whistle. We don't know I what the rules the wrong are. Word. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that under whatever the league, that's accept. That's more acceptable. This is that we need. We need a set of rules between the whistles and a rule book for after the after the whistle's done. So we're that all the rule clear. after the whistles is George Barrows. That's the rule book. Well, not, but it's always different. Okay, but every incident's different. You want a clear, you just want cut and dry, copy and paste. Cut, it's this. Cut and dry. I don't believe that that's available. Could be. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to cut everything out, you do something automatically after the whistle that is a suspendable offense. It is whatever you want to call it. Five games. You will clean up the shit in a hurry. I well, guarantee that's, you. Fair enough. Bench clearing brawls. If you're the first guy over the boards, it's an automatic 10 game. Any more brawls? No, no more line brawl. No more bench right? Brawls, well, right? that be, because it's set in stone. Because yes. everybody knows but, what you get. But I think that that's more clear cut. If it's a, let's say it's called a cross check. Let's say it's two right. guys in front. It's a cross check. Whatever. Like Austin Matthews. I don't believe that every instance the same, and I don't believe that that's a clear cut. Should be an automatic fight. Whatever. I I know what you're trying to get to. I just 
feel in this game, the way it is currently managed, that is not part of it. In football, if you punch a guy after the whistle, you're out. You're out. Yeah. You're out of the game. Yeah. I know. And and is football more exciting than hockey? No, Yorkie. No. TV TV viewership would dictate differently. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I I know why TV viewership on football is high because I happen to live in the South. Right? (laughs) Hey, listen. It's it was a national betting league, but now every league is. So now it's like, yeah. Guess, anyways, that, that's how you get rid of it. And we'll never get there because hockey's different. And but I'm just saying, that's how you get rid of it. You, 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 you just, you just validated my point by talking about branch killing brawls. And you said, guys know exactly know. what's going to happen. I am trying to play devil's advocate for you just because, but I agree that there needs to be some kind of rule book of infractions that actually yeah. that they adhere to. Like, right. I, I think if you, uh, and I know you guys don't prefer double IHF hockey, international hockey. Oh. Okay. I, so, but you're both Neanderthals because they call the rule book the way it's supposed to be called. No, they're awful. Like, no. like it it's, or not, they call the rule book. It's Did such you, brutal hockey. <laughs> I actually, you can't, I touch never, anybody. you can't, that's why they play on the big ice because it's, you oh, call it cleaner so because it's, uh, it's, it's easier to call over there and, there's nothing Neanderthal about it. IIH hockey, hockey sucks. <laughs> the refs are so bad. They're awful. And then they can't so, explain to you why they called it because you don't speak the same language. So they just you just get in the box and you feel <laughs> stupid. And yeah, I, I hated that rule book all the way back to World Juniors. Ugh. Painful. I had 120 minutes in the Swiss League and I think in 35 games. <laughs> Just you know, I, I will say I did love playing there in Sweden in the short period of time I did because it was like you were either on the penalty kill or on the power play, and I didn't play, so I played half the game and just chilled uh, <laughs> the other half. I'll Perfect. take my check, please. Yeah, I, yeah, well, I was playing for free, but uh, I would just give the puck to Anjay on that big ice and then stand there for one timers. I, I loved it. <laughs> uh, okay, but the argument still stands they call the rule book, whether you like it or not. They call it too tight. But it's the I bizarre. I, I agree with you. They do, but I I don't like it. It's the bizarro. It's the bizarro world rule book they call over there. No, yeah. Just... And don't we? And every single World Juniors when a when a Canadian kid absolutely lays out some kid from Norway when they're up nine to nothing and gets suspended by it for a game. Aren't we up on arms saying it was a clean hit? Yep. Every it never fails. You're playing yeah, Kazakhstan and you're up 15, but you can't touch anybody still. It's yeah. I hate that. <laughs> like, you know, uh, I, I, just I, I wish. Your text. Speaking of World Junior, I, I would anybody that, that talks about hits and you just mentioned guys that are laying guys out at nine nothing. Do you guys remember the one World Junior when Jordan Tutu was playing? Oh yeah, yeah. like it was it was it was yeah. savagery on the ice. He was laying guys out like I've never seen before. Dion like, too, the year after. The yeah. Double Dion. Double oh. Dion. Yeah. Did I ever uh, tell you? Uh, did I ever tell you the the, the Jordan Tutu story from Detroit when I was sitting on the bench with him? No. Oh no. So we're playing for Nashville, and we're playing Detroit, and it's Toots's Toots's first year in the league. And then uh, I just happen to be sitting on the bench, and he's sitting there. He looks at me, and he's like, hey, "Yorkie, I'm thinking about running Iserman. What do you think about that? I think I should do it." And I'm like. That's not a good idea, Toots. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I won't. <laughs> like, good decision, because we will have a bench-clearing brawl if you <laughs> if you run over Stevie Y. 
That's amazing. Yeah, he had no fear. He oh, no my fear. God. Oh, Do um, you know Toots at all? Have you, Wally, you ever interviewed him? Yes. Oh, what a beauty. I don't. No, I don't. Oh, I, such a good guy. Such a good man. And he's doing and he's doing well now in life now. Like he's uh mm-hmm. he had a lot of struggle. He had a lot of struggles. He's doing great, but great teammate, great guy. But man, he could fight to both hands. Him and Aginla went out at one night, and I was like, wow. Like he comes at you, both hands, pistons firing. Someone's winning and someone's losing. I was gonna fight. say there's no 50-50 with toots. You were he was swinging. someone's someone's getting hurt. <laughs> uh well all right before uh we get in further down the road we got to talk about the carolina hurricanes coming to town tonight but for that the show is always proudly presented by botano uh the 2023 egr award winner for both the best sportsbook operator of the year and best in play sports operator visit botano.ca download the award-winning app the fastest most user-friendly and advanced betting app for your mobile or tablet hundreds of betting options for all things hockey and nearly every other sport on the planet uh live in-game betting the most competitive odds in the market Botano, the game starts now. Don't forget, coming up later is our lock of the day, which has gotten extremely tight uh, as Bobby has crawled his way back into this one. Uh, Also, uh, Bob by BEI. The show always brought to you by our partners at BEI, BonnetshireExcavating.com. Heavy civil general contractor in both the public and the private sectors. Uh, And when planning your next project, consider them for any of your aggregate supply needs, whether that's equipment rentals, custom crushing and screening, hauling, floating, or concrete formwork, um, they move stuff. Give them a shout at, excuse me, 613-432-1120 or find them at bonnetshireexcavating.com. And when planning your next project, consider BEI for all of your needs. Helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. And thank you to our friends over at BEI for extending the invite for a free hockey Friday that I might have to come out for sometime <laughs> this year. I will get you on the ice if you come up for a free hockey Friday. Uh, also... Uh, maybe uh, David Prong could probably use some uh, work at the battlegrounds axe throwing. Uh, uh, maybe it's a better way to take his rage out. It's safe. It's fun. Um, it's great for a party event or just something to do. Date night, perhaps. Uh, it requires no practice. Uh, come to battlegrounds axe throwing facility and the coaches will show you the ropes and show you how to hit the target safely. Uh, fun for family as well. Kids 12 and up can throw with a guardian uh, to find a location. And book your event, go to battlegrounds.com. That's B-A-T-L grounds.com. Uh, 2615 Lancaster Road here in Ottawa near the Science and Tech Museum is one of their uh, one of their locations. Guarantee a good time at Battle Axe Throwing where safety is a priority. Secure your holiday party booking now. Battlegrounds.com. Okay, guys. Carolina is not the same Carolina team that, much like Edmonton early on, Bob, I picked, I believe, I got to double check, to win the Stanley Cup this year. They don't look anything close to that right now. They've lost four in a row, um, which not very common. I think it's 2019 the last time they won four games in regulation in a row. They're all on the road. Tonight's game number five of a six-game road trip, which they will end up in Detroit. Are we surprised at what's going on with Carolina? York, you were high on them, so I'll let you. I I wasn't as high. I liked them, but I'll defer to you. That's my Stanley Cup prediction. I thought, I thought yeah. they were winning the cup this year. I had a, I had a Colorado Carolina final. I still think I still think when it's all said and done, the dust settles. I, I think they're a playoff team. They're just uh, they're they're going through a rough stretch right now. I, I a lot of people had Carolina on their radar. Um, well, what's their? I don't know what their save percentage is right now, but I'll guarantee it's probably not so, great. Probably funny not you great. bring this up. Funny you bring this up, Yorkie. 
the two goaltenders right now, um, Kochkov, if I'm saying his name correctly, and Antti Ranta uh, are the two worst goaltenders in the National Hockey League who have played 10 games in save percentage. The bottom two, 49 and 50, they rank 873 and 860. The league is so predictable. Like, I didn't even have to do any research on that. I just, I knew it. Like, it's just sure. A team that is struggling will have two goaltenders, or at least one that plays the majority, that is not having a good year. And that's the league. People don't understand how tight the NHL is. The margin between winning and losing is so tight. There's a lot of coaches will say, well, whoever wins the special teams game usually wins the game. And that's if you win the power play and penalty kill battle, if you have the best plus minus in that for that certain night. But end of the day, man, it's it's a game of goalie. <laughs> it really is. Like yeah. if your goalie is struggling, it makes it so hard to win. And clearly that's happening in Carolina right now. The numbers don't lie. Um, they're having a tough time finding saves, and that's why they find themselves where they're at. It's, it's but, pretty pretty simple. Yorkie, and you, I think, when, if I'm remembering correctly, you were very high on the defensive core, and that's supposed to give you a little bit of a stop save when you have that good of yeah. a decor and the way that you play the game. Yeah, I understand that they're the goalies are getting shell shocked a little bit, but I I haven't, and I'm, I'm I'm saying I haven't watched Carolina nearly enough this year. I think I've caught maybe one game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the third period where McDavid just walked Brent Burns and um, <laughs> and touched it over to Hyman for his third of the night or whatever it was. That was really one of the few games that I've watched. But is the decor bad, or are they just not? I because that's supposed to be the best decor in the league, arguably, right? Yeah. yeah, they're supposed to be, and they play a real simple game. Like they play high percentage hockey. They manage the puck well. You see a lot more chip ins and and putting the puck to space with Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a ton of Carolina this year as well, um, but that's that's their MO. They play high percentage hockey, but again, it's it's just, it's just it's it, it always comes down to goaltending. Like, look at the Sens. We talked about this yesterday. Hey, Corpus Allo, 9.53 or whatever he was last game. They win. Forsberg, two great games. Mm-hmm. They win. You, you, you have to at least have your goaltenders just not losing you games. Like just, it's so deflating as a as a as a player when you're battling, you're in a game. It's one one or it's two one. All of a sudden, oh shit! That uh, man, wish would have had that one. It's you're always chasing the game. It's just so hard to win that way. It's too tight in the league right now. Your goaltenders, you you have to have at least good goaltending to win. Good goaltending on a good team, you can win. But if it's no matter how good your team is, players are too good now. You you can't have subpar goaltending because you're not going to win. I don't get the sense that they're a team that's going to get out of this by cheating the game with co- with their coach, right? Um, mm-hmm. So they're probably playing pretty consistent hockey. They're just not getting saves and the D's lacking a little bit. But I couldn't see. I, I would Rod the Bod would be standing there in the locker room with rubbing oh. the oil on, waiting to fight if he started cheating the game. <laughs> uh, I got a great story about him. So do you? Oh, Dzingo calls me. Uh, was it his first or second? I can't remember what year it was, but he's at training camp, and obviously Rod's in phenomenal shape still at 60 years old and Dzinger uh is walking and I, I want to have him on to tell the story a little more accurately but I guess Rod did the full fitness testing with everybody and finished not last like somewhere higher than last and <laughs> absolutely crushed the bike ride and Zinger heard him and I, I guess he was sitting down after doing the vo2 max test like this 
<laughs> and he's like, Rod, what are you doing? You're 60. Why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> in arrears that he did, he went and did all the testing. And Zinger's like, I if I don't beat this guy, I'm gonna get cut. So he's like, <laughs> 60 year old. Well, I just looked him up. Rod's not that old, he's 53. Whatever like, he's talking Zinger, to Zinger called him <laughs> Zinger called him 60. I want to say Zinger said 60, but he's, he's <laughs> For, just of course he did. Himself. I, could you imagine if your coach beat you in fitness testing? Oh, I love it. Just call him a 60 year old man. I was beaten by a 60 year old man. We got, I gotta, I gotta fire Zinger up and get him back on for some more stories because he never oh stops. Oh, he's so good. The Christmas, we get the Christmas edition with Zinger. Get him on, tell some Christmas stories. I would what's he it. doing? What's he doing right now? He's bothering the hell out of me. I don't know what he's doing. He's texted me 15 times today about fantasy football. I'm like, because I run the league and I'm like, would you stop? You'll get your money or you're going to pay. Like, <laughs> So that's what he's doing. He's gambling, apparently, fantasy football and hedging all his bets. <laughs> is he? Is he done? Is he not playing anywhere? He's not. No, no. He talked about going over to Russia, and I think he just was said, "I don't want to leave for five months because they got a six-month-old at home." I believe. So, yeah, I think he's. I think he's punting on it, and um, whatever he, he'll, he'll be good at whatever he does next. He's too likable and too good at it. Yeah, Zinger, get your ass over to Russia. Make the money while you can. <laughs> go make a couple bucks. I, I don't know that I would go right now. Yeah, I don't either, but I, I, I'm not in that position to actually say whether I need it financially right. or not. Nope. If yeah. Nobody's case, dangling a million dollars in front of my face. I get it. Yeah. yeah. But boy, like <sighs> Swiss League. I, I Swiss League would be lots of fun. Oh. Bring the family. You can bring the family there at least. True. Yeah. He called Swiss me about that league five times and I said, go play. Like, what else do you, what else are you gonna do? Oh my god. Yeah. Especially if you have young kids. If you have young kids and they're old enough to play hockey and you go over and play there, it, it, your kids get the golden Swiss hockey license, which means if you're signed up for Swiss hockey for two years, when they get older, they can play in Switzerland as a uh, non-import, which is a, re it's, oh, it's called nice. the gold. It's the golden ticket. It's, it's, I wish I would have done it. Like well, it's a great thing for your kids to have. Isn't that how Mason McTavish went over? Exactly. Yeah. Cause, because, uh, because his dad, his dad played Dale. in Switzerland. I played or, with a guy in Lugano, a guy by the name of Ryan Gardner, great guy. He was my interpreter while I was there. His highest level of hockey he played was the OHL. Then he went over and played in the Swiss B League and then got good enough when he was like early 20s to play Swiss A. Played 15, at, at least 15 years in the Swiss League, made a great living, speaks like seven languages, um, is now the... Uh, He's uh, working for the Swiss Hockey Federation. Played on the Olympic team too. It's just it's such a great thing to have if 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 to pass on your kids if if you can do it. Uh, I, I think it's a great thing. I I, got, I just heard back from Zinger because I sent a picture of the two of you and I said we're talking about what an idiot you are. And he said if you guys send me your best bottle of red and I'll come back. And then two seconds later, never mind, three bottles. So, <laughs> so we got to bribe them. The Zinger know what a good for that. Does he know what a good bottle is, though, Bob? I don't. Is no, he a wine guy? No, I wouldn't no cook idea. with what he. I wouldn't cook with what he used to serve me. <laughs> <laughs> I because you guys told me I put me onto this Camus thing. I've now uh, been checking out bottles. There was one the other day. I was in uh, Rochester. It was seven hundred and sixty-eight dollars. All right. Okay. US. A bottle came, was it special selection Camus? Because there's two. Well, once games. I saw the price, I didn't really read much because I thought if I touched it, that somebody <laughs> yeah. would be like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" 
So no, there's uh, no game assist for 700. That might have been by case price too. You gotta you gotta do some research when you're buying. I'll walk you through the store. You can hold my hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Wally, I got I got a good starter Camus for you. You can get it right now, and yeah. it's good good bargain for your buck. The Camus Zinfandel. Oh, I don't do Very, that. I'm a, just a listen. I'm, guy. I'm telling you, this this is like a cab. You'll love it. Trust me. I'll bring you one over. Be a Christmas okay. present oh. me to you. Oh, all right. I won't turn that down. Oh, now he's um, got free wine. Yeah, no. Why didn't you say that at the beginning? Uh, all right, uh, moving on to our. Uh, we're gonna get to our hot performer because you guys have already talked way too much and we're way off topic. Uh, as always, brought to you by DoorDash. Santa is coming Christmas just around the corner. Uh, don't don't stress about gift gift buying and waiting in long lines. Order everything you need this season from the comfort of your couch with DoorDash. Even at the last minute, finding that perfect gift has never been easier. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want. Uh, double dash on DoorDash. You can order from multiple restaurants or stores in the same delivery without additional delivery fees. For a limited time, our listeners get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25, all uppercase letters. That's NATION25. Get 25% off a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. Uh, offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. Mr. Ridley Gregg. Is our hot performer? He could have been. A lot of people brought him up yesterday in the show. Uh, his game is just—he's just played really, really well. And it seems weird he's only played 32 career NHL games. Yeah, it feels like we've been talking. Well, we have been, but um, mm -hmm. just got his feet wet last year. This was his big year. Uh, I actually really think we would have been. Well, we we started to, but. Um, we told you not to start talking about rookie of the year when you did Wally, but, um, <laughs> but it's a shame he got injured. Cause I do think he would have played himself into contention there and he still could, right. He still could, he missed some time, but um, man, he's a good player. He just gives them an element. They don't have, he's mean finishes every hit. Um, I, I, I think he's going to become one of their most important players in time here. I really do. Yorkie. Uh, I, he might already be. It's a very good yes, point. Wally, gonna, who would you like? Who would you like to ask me? And I, I don't know if I've said this to you before. Is he somewhat like a Mike Fisher? That's a great comparison. Like yeah. fish, I used to call fish the, the the Christian gladiator, just like angry, angry, and but very nice. No swearing. I don't know what Ridley's like off the ice, but yeah, fish fish played the game really hard and could and could hit you right through the boards. And I've seen Ridley Gregg. We all saw the big hit that he threw on the Debrinket. Um, got a boarding penalty. Like he's a guy. I think he's exactly what you need playing after Tim Stutzla. Tim Stutzla is your offensive guy. He drives plays, and then you got Greg, who is just hard to play against. And and he's gonna get harder to play against. And guys, he's coming off. Like I'm shocked. He's coming off the high ankle sprain. I I didn't think. He would have this much jump this quick, so we got to yeah. we got to remember we got to remember that too. He's still figuring out the league in his rookie season. I just there's not many young guys, Bob, you, that come into the league and kind of play fearless. Like they don't. There's a lot of guys that they're in their first year. They're respectful. They're not trying to piss guys off. They're trying to find their way on the ice. Where, where Greg's like, you know, I don't care. I I'm here to to do whatever I need to do to be successful. I'm going to piss another guy off. That's fine. I remember when I was a, a rookie, I was like, uh, it's kind of like, you're, excuse me. You don't want to like ruffle feathers and this and that. I, I, I like Greg's attitude. I think it's sort it's sorely needed yeah. with a group that has a ton of skill 
Um, and, and a lot of guys that aren't besides Brady, overly physical players. So uh, on the, on the Mike Fisher note, Yorkie, and you'll remember this when he came into the league, he was penciled in mostly yeah. as a third line guy. Yep. And then he moved up to a, he, then there was, I believe there was an injury and he got put in that second line spot, ended up being a 20 goal scorer. And he never came out of that second line spot. He was, oh. he was just really good. He grew into that role. I just really, I think he's that guy. I think by the end of this, with the <laughs> offensive upside he has, he is your second line center. So I'm going to ask you this question, gentlemen. Ooh. Tim Stutzel is your number one center. I don't think that's an argument. No, <laughs> at least I hope it's not an argument. That's a whole other show. Uh, so you have, to, and now I'm going to put Mark Kastelik as your fourth line center, unless you want to fight for Rourke Chartier, but that's okay. So here's oh, my question. Rourke dog. You have Josh Norris, Shane Pinto, and Ridley Gregg. Which two of the three are you taking? Uh, we're going to stir the pot up. It's, isn't it Christmas time coming up? Yeah, it's like, oh, man. Oh, wow. um, That's your boy, too, Norris. I know. I know That's your boy. boy. You're building a team for the future. Which two of the three are you taking? Josh Norris, Ridley Gregg, and Shane Pinto. So I'm going to take Gregg and Norris. Um Norris, because I know that he can score 35. He's not looking like that right now. He's missed a year of hockey. I'm going to give him some time to get back to it. Greg, because you can actually elevate him above Norris if you have to. Or you can slot him in at three, and he's a mean number three. Um, <laughs> Pinto's a very reliable number three, but I don't know that he gives you the edge that you might need at times with this makeup roster. You need some edge in this roster. So Greg, Greg, I don't know. How do we say this kid's name? Greg, Greg. <laughs> so, Greg. Greg. We, we say it all the time, but every time I see it when it's in front of me, I'm like, it's Greg. So <laughs> Greg. Um, I'm not taking him out of my lineup. And I would argue that he'd be the first player that I would pick in that three. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's okay. how much I like his game. Yeah. So Norris is going to be my answer because I know that the capability to score 35 to 45 is still there. <laughs> given the right players around him, but he's got to get better defensively too. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, I like Josh a lot as a player. I, man, he can, he can arguably the best finisher on the team with that shot, that release. Yeah. And everyone's wondering why he's not scoring right now. I, like I'm, they've got so many guys like right now, Tarasenko is scoring, Drake's scoring, Brady's scoring. Timmy's setting guys up. Drew's like, they've got so many offensive guys. For me, I, I want my second line center to be a really hard guy to play against, to be a guy that is a 200 foot player. And I don't see that in Josh's game right now. And he's, to me, he's more of a goal scorer. Like he's more of a guy that would be as your number one center. And then behind him, you have, you have your hard to play against guy. Then you have your defensive minded third line. So I, I think we could eventually see him on the wing potentially because I, I do like agree with that. Like I think I think he's a guy. You get him on your wing and you he's got some great speed. You, you he's good at he's great at finding those soft spots in the slot. Like when you watch a lot of his goals where he just comes, hey Bob, he doesn't come in right away. He knows exactly when they come into the high slot. So to answer your question, I'm I'm going Norris on the wing. I'm I'm taking those other three guys as my center and I'm moving Josh over to the wing and I'll still have him if I want to take faceoffs. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to lose any of those players because Tarasenko is not going to be here after this year. 
you're, yeah. I don't, I don't see him coming back next year. I don't see Kubalik. So there's two goal scorers gone. I don't want to lose Josh Norris's stick, and I insert him onto one of those wings. Um, I just think right now, like, I just it's it's a weird fit, but they'll deal with that when it gets to when Pinto's back. You'll have to deal with it, figure it away, and he's going to take a while to get back into form too. But yeah, I see Josh longtime future here on the wing, kind of like Claude Giroux. Like you watch how Giroux plays; he's really a center out there. Like mm. he he's really a center. Like when the pucks, when the pucks dropped, fellas, does it really matter? It's F1, F2, F3. On the back check, if you're the first forward back, you're playing down low. Like this whole center stuff, it's a little bit overrated. Um, But yeah, no, that's my, I'm, I'm taking, I'm keeping all, all three of them. I will say though that a lot, there's a lot of wingers out there and I was one of them that just got a touch slower coming back. So you were an F1, right? (laughs) (laughs) Get the Narda. Hey Bob, the Narda track. Yeah. Where are you at Dutchie? My arms are pumping. My legs aren't get back there. (laughs) That's when you use the stick to push them further up the ice. I I was, I did that plenty of times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Get going. Does Duchesne Duchesne uses like Norris. They both use really short sticks, right? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. drives me nuts. It's so hard to pass to guys like that. With the short stick, yeah. Yeah, you got to get it into their feet almost. And I, I used to, I had a tough time with guys that did that. I always found Duchesne was not great defending down low in his own zone. I think there's something when you have a little stick and you got to defend down low with a little stick. It's like you got, it's like you got T-Rex arms. <laughs> you got little, it's like, you're, well, your, your, your reach can only go so far, right? That's the, Especially, yeah, that's... you got the, you're, you got, you're playing with a mini stick. And you're the trying same to arms as Wally at dinner. The alligator arms. When the bill comes, eh? Johnny yeah. Longpockets. Yeah, he's a meerkat. He goes straight Wall- meerkat. <laughs> Wally, Wally Longpockets. That might be a new handle for you. Oh. Yeah, get, somebody get a graphic. This Wally is a bad I should I shouldn't admit this. Today I went out for breakfast with Ian, uh, sorry, with Sam Cicerello, the producer of TSN, and John Abbott, who's calling the game tonight. Uh, Abbott picked up my breakfast and then I met Mendez for lunch and he bought my lunch. So, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> two for two, two for two. <laughs> I just pulled the, I says my birthday and yeah, away we went. Call. There you go. Uh, we're moving on. Uh, by the way, I would take, I, mm, who are you taking? Who are you taking? Mr. Greg Question is on the list for sure. The question yeah. is Norris or Pinto. Uh, if money's not a factor, I still think Josh Norris is my guy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. But I don't know if Shane Pinto can get to 30 goals. If Shane Pinto could do 30 goals, I would keep him over North. Does he really does he really need to though? Brady's getting you well, 40. Like when you think about it, how many guys are getting 30? Or we're not if we're I guess if we're not comparing, we're just taking two of the three without comparing yeah. who they're gonna play with. We're not gonna, yeah, because I did that too, but I still stand by my two guys. Yeah. So I I I get what you're saying, Yorkie, but just just pick two without knowing who's playing where. And 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 we we factoring money into this too? No, no, but you moved a guy to the wing, and that wasn't part of it. So I don't even know why I ask you questions anymore. <laughs> well, I like Norris. He's got he's going to be very valuable to this team because Tarasenko is not going to be here, and neither is Kubalik, and he's going to be. Yeah, people in the chat don't understand why Tarasenko is not going to be here, and it's pretty simple. One, he wants more money, and the Ottawa Senators aren't paying more than five million dollars for Vladimir Tarasenko. I'm going to tell you something, and I loved how he's playing. He's playing great. He would have signed here right away. Because he waited to see who else was coming to give money. Like he's not signing here next year. Yeah. I think he's gonna play himself into a better number, especially if the way he's playing now can continue. So yeah, he's playing great, but he's it, playing it, great. You're, you're at the point where you're you have some stop gaps, and that's what Vladimir Tarasenko is. But this team's the, the team you have your core and you fill it out. And I don't know if you want to fill it out with guys that are 32 and 33 at this point. Um, if you're planning on making the playoffs and you're filling a roster based on what you want to take into the playoffs and long-term, I, he's not the guy he's, he's yeah. came in for a year. He's going to give you some offense. If you're in a playoff position, you keep them. If you're not, you flip them. That's just how it goes, right? That's the business side of it. And here's the other thing. If everything goes according to plan and Ottawa gets on a heater here, they make the playoffs, have a little success. One would have to think Tarasenko is going to be a big part of that, right? So he's going to get a pretty nice contract and all of a sudden you're going to have to pay him a lot at that age. I'm with you, Bob. I, and nothing against the player. He's been good lately. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. been nice to see. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on. Um, something I want to bring up because uh, Drake Batherson will play his 250th NHL game tonight. By the way, Vladimir Tarasenko game 698 tonight, game 699 in St. Louis. So, uh, we'll right. see if he gets to 500 career points uh, by then. I think he's three off the pace. If I can't, I can't remember the graphic. Um, anyway, uh, Drake Batherson. So people are wondering. Let's look at how he's done so far in his career. He has the eighth most points of any Ottawa Senator player to begin their career with the Ottawa Senators after 200. And, well, so he's played 249 games. So if he has a three-point night, uh, he'll move ahead of Eric Carlson. Pretty good numbers for a guy that. Uh, we tend to crap on as a fan base an awful lot. I think they're I, great numbers. I mean, he's, he's such an underappreciated player, the way you said it, right? He, we we tend to give him shit. Um, I don't jump on that bandwagon a lot because I for, for $4.8 million, I love him. So um, ah. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's I think he's arguably after Timmy Stutzla. 
their mm-hmm. their most talented player, the player that's going to show up the best in playoff games. I do think that because of the way he is as a player and the way his games build. I'm looking forward to seeing him um, in the playoffs eventually. I really am. But pretty good stats, a pretty good company right there for a guy that flies under the radar. He's a he's a big guy too. I don't think people realize how big he is. He's about six six three. He's tall. He's long. He can play physical. Like I think, I think you know when playoff hockey starts, and everyone has to start playing physical. Everyone's finishing. Everyone's uh, playing physical, and the ice shrinks, and there's not as much time and space. I think that's when you're really going to see him step his game up. When Ottawa finally does get to the playoffs, that's where I think you'll see Batherson really thrive in an environment like that when there's not a lot of time, not a lot of space. You got to kind of make plays out of nothing because he's 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 got that ability. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I, I like how he plays. I know he had a shitty plus minus last year, but I, I, st- I still think he's getting better too. Like he's people forget he's a late bloomer. Like this guy was not yep. a, he wasn't a star right away. And it, he, he, I'm trying to remember while well, he grew late in life too. Right. Like he, I think he yep. grew a lot and um, when he was 19, like his body kind of, like some guys are men at 15, 16. Like he he really didn't develop till later. So I, I still think there's some upside there and obviously get better defensively, but no, a lot to like with his game. Agreed. Uh, wholeheartedly, I'd like to see how he plays out tonight. Okay, so uh, a couple more topics to get to. So uh, one is it's time for our uh, Wendy's Did You Know, which is brought to you by the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Um Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year with the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. For those of you who dream of smoking the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that will have you winning despite your lack of winning combinations. But here's the secret. It's all syrup dishes like Wendy's new limited edition chicken strips and French toast sticks. Uh, There's a little uh, maple syrup on that. Sometimes the best teammates are the ones you'd least suspect. Sign up today and play Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool to win weekly prizes like the new chicken strips and French toast sticks from Wendy's. And the Wendy's app. Wendy's, we keep it fresh. All right. So there's a lot of talk about second periods. Uh, and the Sens actually played really well in the last one. But here's the problem. Since 2019-20, the Sens have surrendered the most second period goals per game in the league at 1.19. This season, Ottawa has allowed a league high 1.59 goals per game in the middle frame. So it obviously goes without saying. Uh, 12 times they've allowed two or more goals this season in the second period, they have three wins. Ten times, they've allowed one or more, uh, one or fewer, and they've won eight times. I believe if they just settle down in the second period, which I don't understand what the problem is, they would likely come out on top. So, uh, Bobby, I will ask you to start. What is wrong with the Ottawa Senators in the second period? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> it's like the when I was there, they were like... The, no team is worse in afternoon 2 p.m. games. Um, but then if we started at one, we would play great until two o'clock struck. It was like our time. That was always our second period. I don't know what's wrong. They they seem to have a lull. It's like they come out and they have um they have this press, I guess you would say, right? That the the energy that you get in the first period, they get back and they just they they go to I, I don't know. It's hard to comment when you don't know what the the locker room looks like anymore what what's going on between the first and second you don't know where the rah-rah is you don't know what the coaches are saying or the message being sent but um they do they start flat they start flat in the second period and then they're i think a lot of times when you get down in a game 
that flip happens where you're where you're you're out of patience and you start to chase. And I think they chase a little bit early. So for me, I would like to see that you have to open it up in the third, absolutely. But sometimes, and they've been guilty of it this year, they chase a little early yeah, and don't you know, just play. I, I I find, and this is you sometimes see this with a lot of young players. Sometimes you just got to take what the game gives you. And you'll be in a you'll be in a period where it's like not not a lot's happening, and it's like, especially when you're really good. Like I didn't have this problem because I couldn't do what Tim Stutzla does or Sanderson, so I would just get the puck and move it to the first guy open. But a lot of times, some of these players will try and do something, force the issue. It's like shit, nothing's going on. Let's try and make something happen here. Damn it, turned it over, scored, and all of a sudden, you try and get it back, do it again. I just I just find this team is guilty of of some mismanaging the puck, especially in the second period. Sometimes you just got to, you know what? It's a chess game. Play patient. You have to dump it in. So what? Put it into a good spot instead of turning it over and, and creating a two-on-one. And, you know, they've cleaned that up. They've been a lot more patient this little stretch here. And and that's that's what's happening. For me, that's what that's part of being in the second period is, is just managing the puck and just take what the game gives you. Sometimes sometimes opportunities aren't there, and it's it's going to be boring. Um, yeah. like I think, I think Stutzler probably gets bored sometimes. <laughs> like when you're that, when you're that good, like, and you can do this kind of stuff he can do. It's sometimes just trying to do a little too much. I will say this as a four, as a forward, a guy that produced points, um, you know, whatever clip you want to call it for me, but comparatively, when you're looking at guys that are offensively, it's Stutzler, Batherson, no, you know who I'm talking about. A lot of times you look at that clock and you're like, man, half the game's gone. Not, I have half the game left. And you start to, you don't panic, but you start to press. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I didn't score in the first, but I didn't, I, I had a good period. And now I'm halfway through the game and I don't have a ton to show for the effort that I'm getting. So you press a little bit harder to make things happen. And I think they all get guilty of that because everybody that's offensive and getting paid wants to contribute. And sometimes it's not, it's a war of patience as, as much as it is of just going to get it done. So yeah. then Mike, do you feel it? Sorry. Do you feel it every game? As oh a, yeah, as an yeah. offensive for really like you can't oh, yeah. if you had yeah. a goal and an assist last game you're like I got to do it again tonight. Oh yeah, really? yeah that that never goes away because every just like suspensions every game and every instance is different right so you don't feel like <laughs> there were so many games where I'm like halfway through the game and knowing that I had been playing good hockey and I'm like I've created but nothing's happened I'm not on the score sheet somebody's gonna say something to me. Where were you tonight? Whatever. Like you go through that emotional, like it's a roller coaster that you're going through. So you start to press a little bit. You take some chances you wouldn't normally take. Sometimes they pay off. Sometimes they don't. But watch, pay attention to the guys during the game, the offensive guys, and you'll start to see it halfway through a game when they, when they're, when they're bottled up or things aren't happening the way they should be. They press. Okay. So uh, two questions off that. And we got to get to our lock of the day. One is what if you're up five, one, Oh, then you and if, if you're up five one and you haven't contributed, that's even tougher. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it is. I remember um, one of my worst games ever. Randy Carlisle came down to me, Perry, and Getzlaff. We were up six to one in Colorado back when they were terrible. And he's like, "Where the f are you three tonight?" Because we were terrible, and we were up six to one. And he's like, "Just," oh. and we're laughing about it, but at the same time, yeah all three of us are like, this is unacceptable. So we sat the rest of the game. It wasn't much. It was just, it was like, okay, like the rest of the guys got you tonight, but you come off and you're so pumped for the guys. You're so pumped that you got two points and like you win 
But at the same time, you go in and you look inward and you go, fuck, I was bad. Like, and that's not acceptable. Um, it's frustrating. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So there was one game earlier this year. I can remember standing out and I, I think I even text you, but like Drake Batherson was shooting. I, I believe it was Drake shooting from everywhere. Yeah. And I remember I, that. So now I'm curious that if I go back, is that exactly what's going on? To, to a degree, I'm sure it is to a degree. We used to know we used to know when Carl hadn't scored for a little bit because all of a sudden the power play ran through point shots because <laughs> you're like, oh, he's he's shooting tonight. Okay, let's just get down <laughs> and try to get the rebounds and start it over. But everybody goes through it, so I'm sure that Drake probably got shown a lot of clips where he was passing up opportunities to help, not to criticize, but to help him. And he said, you know what? I'm going to take this approach for tonight and see if it works. Not if I mm -hmm. score, but if it makes me flip my mindset to a shooter's mentality because you know when you shoot from the outside it's not going in yeah but yeah chances come from it ottawa's ottawa's unique too because you have drew who's a first power play guy tarasenko who's always been a first power play guy on your second unit and then you've got your first unit so you have so many guys there's not a lot of teams that have that many guys to fill out two power plays usually this is your number one that's, and they always know they're going on first. No matter, the number one power play always knows when they're going on first. But that's not really the case in Ottawa. Sometimes they'll start the second unit because you've got guys that can do it. So to your point, it's like, am I going to get the points tonight? Like, Because if these guys can do it, I'm not always going to start. Like, It's not Edmonton where Connor and Leon are playing a minute and 55 of every power play. Like Ottawa's yeah. a little bit unique in that regard. Yeah. All right. Um <laughs> I'm trying to type into the chat as well as talk to you guys at the same time. It becomes tough. Um, someone just said it took the Leafs 10 years to become a good team again. And my response was, I didn't know they were a good team. That's a long conversation. And it, <laughs> are they, are, are they, are they a good? It's, I know it's, I'll look at the clock. It's almost an hour. Is yeah. it, uh, are they I'll a good start. team, Wally? No, no, we're not. No. And moving on. Um, and finally, uh, our last segment is brought to you by Charm. Go to Charm Diamond Centers. Uh, proudly Canadian-owned and operated since 1972 with more than 85 locations across the country through Charm and their sister brands. Get custom ring, custom ring building delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece Program and an unbeatable pricing policy. Don't forget, guys, not only Christmas, but Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Time to start planning. Holidays are coming up. It's the perfect time to check out the large selection of Canadian lab-grown diamonds, mined diamonds, and don't pay until 2025 with their instant in-store financing. Charm Diamond Centers is giving you the chance to win a $5,000 gift card. Become a champion with the propose. How would you propose? One knee, the bend and snap. Um, tag at Charm Diamonds on Instagram in a post or story with a video or photo of your propose. Be sure to use the hashtag the propose to be entered. For more, inf for more information, go to charmdiamondcenters.com. Okay, guys, time for lock of the day. The Carolina Hurricanes, as we talked about, are in the midst of a six-game road trip. Game number five tonight. The other four were all out west. They have lost four straight. The last time Carolina lost five straight games in regulation, January 2017. Sebastian Ajo, by the way, pointless in these four games. The Carolina Hurricanes 12-2-1 when he records a point. So I'm going to put this to Bob first. Oh. Because uh, I, I get to pick. Um <laughs> If you guys ran the show, then you could pick uh, first. Uh, Bob, hold on. And by the way, Carolina historically has owned the Ottawa Senators. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's not even in close. However, 
This is in Ottawa, last, though. In the Carolina, they won. No, no, but all like in general. Oh, yeah. The last four games, and Bobby's well aware of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the last four games at Ottawa, um, Ottawa 3 0 1 versus Carolina in Ottawa, if that plays a part into your decision making, Bobby. Carolina was one of those teams that just would give you guys fits. Oh, it was, you just knew you were going to get whacked. Like, there's nothing worse than going into a game like that. Um, and I don't know what I want to do here. Um, it's like, do you want to ride the wave? Because I'm very, very high on the Sens right now. Um, but again, Carolina doesn't lose like this for very long stretches of time. And it's like, what is tonight the night they come out of it? But it, I'm going to say no, and I'm going to take the Sens tonight at home. And the fans are going to love me for one day because I've been <laughs> because because I'm gambling and I've played the odds, but I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking the sense. OK, closed door meeting. I'm just doing some research on Carolina right now. I'm no, I didn't of... know that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> closed door. oh, a couple of guys got some pee pee wax from the boys um, and uh... said, you're not good enough. What do we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Martin. Okay, Nick, Bob, I will give you under this. It's like uh, being in court uh, with this new information. You can change or, your pick, but I don't think you want to do that to the fans. <laughs> no, I'm sticking with, I'm, I'm riding with the boys. Okay. <laughs> Sends for Bob. Yeah. Closed door meetings always get you a W, though, don't they? For the most part. Well, they're two. They're on the record. It's uh, what's his Martin Nekash there has said. It's time to show the league that we are a good team. Enough is enough. Uh, so they're they're on the record for saying that guy loves the microphone, doesn't he? Oh, <laughs> well, I, I am I'm a I'm a big fan of the closed door meeting, and uh, yeah. I, I want to ride the wave too because I love how Ottawa's playing right now. They're playing more patient. They're getting good goaltending, but. I, I'm going to have to gamble here with my brain. I, I don't see Carolina losing another one here. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Carolina. Guy hates the Sens. <laughs> <laughs> Yorkie, you own the team. How can you do this? <laughs> owns, owns. <laughs> oh. Boy, I, you, you got to think the odds are in Carolina's favorite, but their goaltending has been atrocious. Atrocious. I know. I might actually change my pick after you. User. I, I know they had a, a meeting, but they also managed to get out into the market last night. And we don't, I mean, the market's a wild and crazy place. So maybe. No. Monday night in the market. <laughs> it's miserable. It's miserable here right now. No one's going outdoors. Yeah. It's gray. It's, it's like rainy snow. No, they all ate at the Brook street. Yeah. Now, by the way, three of those four losses have been one goal games, which kind of concerns me that they're not, like they're not out of these games, yeah. Mm -hmm. Except the six-one thumping they had in Edmonton. So it's got to be an Ottawa victory, doesn't it? It yeah, just feels so. like it's an Ottawa yeah. victory. It does. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Oh, by the yeah. By the way, Ottawa has played Carolina twice on uh, this date, uh, December twelfth. But it happened a while ago. One is Alex Kovalev had a hat trick. Uh, that was 14 years ago today. Alex Kovalev scored three goals. Power play, even strength, and empty net goal. Uh, and then 16 years ago, the Senators beat the Hurricanes 6 nothing. Jason Spezza uh, 
multi-point games. So, and uh, Martin Gerber and Ray Emery has shared the only franchise shutout in franchise, sorry, shared the only shutout in franchise history. Uh, by the way, go to, if you, if Jim don't know and follow Jim McCauley on uh, Twitter, he's fantastic for all this stuff. Ottawa will make it 3-0 and versus Carolina on December 12th. That's what it's going to be. I'm taking the sense. Love it. We're just going to yeah. pull away from Yorkie here. Smartest I have man no in hockey, no more. It's been that kind of year. The Senny, the Sennies are unpredictable. That that I know. Yes. Just I know. Th- that's, just just yes. when you think you know what's going on, you don't really know. Yes. So I'm I, going opposite Yorkie here. I was going to take the Sens, but I'm going <laughs> against my instincts that I've taken Carolina. So you just referred to yourself in the third person is what I just heard. Opposite Yorkie, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but hey, by the way, by the way, Wally, we never um people want to know because we had that that poll going last week about what what, what I did, is I wasn't part of this poll. <laughs> well, Gavin, if you could cue it up, we have the answer of <laughs> oh my god of what character that Wally is going to be referred as. And the people have spoken. <laughs> the people have spoken, Bob. The uh, the uh, salty salt shaker, Wally. Came up with the number one. Was that thirty-eight percent of the people? Although let's say this: the uh, Steve Martin character from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Neil. A lot of people. Yeah, Yeah. he he was getting close. But the old, the old salt, the salt shaker is the best. We got to get T-shirts made. I can't. We got to get T-shirts made. We got to get next year's Christmas cards ordered. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Salty Wally is. People love him. They can't get enough. He's just. uh, Gotta get, get put a little. I gotta get. I gotta get my arts and crafts people out and get a little Christmas hat on that salty Wally character. There he is, yeah. right there. That is Buddy Mendez. This is there. complete HR violation of some sort. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So good, so good. Uh, okay, well, until then, um, see you on Thursday, everybody. Uh, Nine a.m. Uh, get the t-shirts ordered. Talk to you soon. See you, everybody. See you guys. Bye. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.